breaking of bread. Lord, I thank you that your word said the entrance into your word gives light. And that light is the light of life. And I just pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Amala, let me see you after service and Pastor Andy the same. Uh, tonight I want to talk about some very familiar subject for most Christians, uh, but I want to go back to it and talk about it. And uh, in light of what we've been saying, if you were in Sunday school last Sunday, uh, I think I might go ahead because uh, I'm not sure I'll, I'll be teaching Sunday school this coming Sunday, but I'll probably make it into a series uh, talking about the sayings of Christ. A lot of Christians don't understand uh, things about the sayings of the Lord Jesus. Jesus called it uh, His sayings. And He said if you do practice His sayings, He will liken you to a wise man. So I wanted to know what are these sayings? I want to know them so I can put them into practice. The major problem we have with Christianity, the major problems we have with Christians, while we are having so much difficulties and we've been attacked so much, is because we are not practicing the word. Uh, we hear the word and we're very excited. Uh, we're running back and forth, running just to get a touch of God. But the word is there. You don't need anything. I've come to realize I really don't need anything anymore. All I need is the word. It's just what it is. And God will continue to do things. Um, I'm the type that as soon as I pick up something new from the word, I'm ready to go do it and see what God will do with it. That's the excitement about it. I have it. I stay with it for months, sometimes years. I'm just meditating on it. And after understanding, I'm asking, okay, God, how do I do it now? Show me how to proceed with this new knowledge that you've given me in the Word. And you read the Word every day. And you and I, you, we know, you read the Word one day, the same passage the next day is a different thing. You have new revelation. Why is God giving you the revelation? He's giving you the revelation for a certain reason. There is a purpose. There is something he wants to accomplish through you and in your life. That is why your eyes get open to the word. And most times we hear the word, maybe in the, uh, from the pulpit, and we say, that was nice. And it was a good sermon. But don't be a forgetful hearer. This is where we're missing it. He says, the one who does the word is blessed in the things that you do. But if you don't do the word, you can never expect any blessing from the Lord. It's just not going to happen. I'd like you to turn with me uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So doing is the key. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter. Now, enter the kingdom of God. Entering the kingdom of God doesn't mean entering into the kingdom when we get to heaven. Because eternal life is already here with us. And until you do it, you will not experience eternal life. You cannot partake of God's divine nature here on earth until you begin to practice 
the things that God is showing to you. Now, it's one thing if you have no revelation from the Lord. You are not responsible. You get that. Once, if he hasn't shown it to you, you're not responsible. You don't give meat to a, a baby, right? So God knows when. But once he reveals it to you, whether you're sitting in a congregation where the word is being shared, or you are in a conference, wherever you are, or you're studying your word, or reading a book, or listening to the radio, whatever you're doing, or you know, watching the television, the Christian show, and God reveals the word. Now usually, you're at, you, what you're hearing gets your attention. You've been watching all along or listening, but now you're hearing something and all of a sudden it's, I don't want, I got to get this. Now, what it is, is God giving you a revelation. And what you do with that revelation will determine what happens to your future. It's so important. You know, I hear about Christians backsliding and doing stuff, you know, I'm away from the Lord. That's never, I don't, I've never been perfect, but that's never happened to me. I don't know what it is not to be uh, part of the kingdom of God. It's been 33 years. It's just never happened. I haven't been perfect, but my mind, my mind was always there. And one thing I do is just like, you know, the message I brought maybe two weeks ago, right? On... Um, the communion, well, I, never, I knew about it, but I didn't understand fully. You understand what I'm saying? As soon as I got another understanding, another new revelation, I couldn't wait to practice it and see what God would do with it. I was very confident somebody was going to be healed. I had no doubt in my mind. So that's the key. We're looking for all kinds of things. All God is saying is do what the Word says. The revelation that you get, do it. From young all the way to the old. Just do what the word says. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord. Not everyone. Only those who do. So how do you do? All of us want to do, right? Why is it that people are not doing then? How do you get to the place where you are ready to do it that's usually the case the key is say what you believe let it come out of your mouth gossip about it say what you believe I found that to be key you know when I came to the United States please pardon me when I came to the United States, uh, it was 1978, December. And um, uh, 79 was really my first year, you know, December 28, all the way then, right over that, I was in the new year, 79. So I came in really in 1979. But I came with this understanding because I knew people that were very strong believers in my country that had come to the United States and when they came back home they were totally different These were some of them were Christian leaders and I couldn't figure out what, was, what, the, what the matter was I mean they used four letter words from what I was told after they came back and they said to us you guys are all deceived our eyes have been opened 
And so when I was planning to go to, go, you know, come to the U.S. to study, my Christian friends, those who really loved me, were very concerned. And rightly so. I was not considered one of the strong believers, if you understand that. Is it, the strong ones, one of the brothers said, the strong ones are falling. You, you have no chance, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I couldn't argue with the guy. You know, you know how that made me feel? You couldn't say, well, I know I'm not going to fall. I didn't know. You understand what I'm saying? I had no clue. I had no clue uh, about what was happening or what was making them backslide in the United States. Whether it was the good life or something else, I couldn't tell. So there is that little concern. And what I decided to do, while they were telling me you have to be very careful, in fact, the, uh, the pastor of our church then, just a few years ago after we started the church, he made, he, that's when he told me clearly, he said, I was very worried for you. But I didn't show it. I thought you wouldn't make it. That's the way they felt. Now he's happy. But I've, I only one secret God gave to me. You know what it is? Do you know what, what, you know what it is? Do you want to know it? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I just decided I was going to tell everyone that came around me. First, the one that I believed in. And I looked for every opportunity to tell anyone around me. It was the second day I met some Nigerians. I didn't realize, you know, I was going to see a whole lot of Nigerians there. And I thought it was going to be this little town and I would be the only Nigerian in town. But they were all over the place. And the first night they said, hey, good luck. Tonight is going to be party time. The beautiful ladies are going to be there. I got my opportunity. I said, I don't do that. They said, what? I don't do that. I said, I'm born again. I'm a born again Christian. Uh, three years, two years ago, I used to do that crazy stuff, but I don't, I never do that. And please don't talk to me about that anymore. I remember while I was talking to the guy and I witnessed to him a little bit, another guy came in. He didn't know what was going on. And he said, Gay, good luck. You are going to have fun tonight. The other guy will say, Oh, don't talk to him about that. You don't want to talk to him about that. Sometimes I will feign anger if they did something that I consider unchristian. You know, I'll get really upset. And he said, "Man, it's just a small thing. Why are you getting so upset?" So the next time, they knew to stay out of my way. You know what I mean? They were telling their friends, "Don't. We're going to party. Don't ever talk to him about that. Leave him alone." Why? All I did was share the word. From room to room, just talking, declaring, I'm a Christian. And so there was no difference when I, from the time I left and when I went back. When I got back, they actually thought he's pretending. He's truly backslidden. <laughs> he's just trying to show us something. He's trying to pretend. I wasn't pretending. And one minister said, uh, nobody can pretend to be this way. It's not possible. So sharing the word is what, what brings you in. Just speaking. It's just speaking. You get stronger. 
And I will share that with you. Now, this is what the Bible says. Declare, I'm saying, declare the revelation that God has given to you. Maybe even to your wife or your husband. Declare it once you got it. You got to declare it. That's when it will stick. If you're waiting for some more understanding, sometimes it won't happen. Now, you can wait. But instantly, either in prayer, in whatever form, declare it. Let God know you believe this new thing. And wrong with it. So important. Look at what John said. First John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. That which was from the beginning. Which we have heard. Which we have seen with our eyes. Which we have looked upon. And our hands have handled. Concerning the word of life. The life was manifested. And we have seen and bear witness. And declare to you. That eternal life. Which was with the father. And was manifested to us. In other words, we got the revelation. That eternal life, that which was from the beginning. They were not there from the beginning. They couldn't see the one from the beginning. They were not there. They knew nothing about it. And now they're saying, we have looked upon the one that was from the beginning. We know. We've seen him. We have handled the word of life. You know, you want to think that, he, that he's talking about Jesus, the flesh person, but he says it's the word of, word of life. We handle the word of life. And he says, that's what we are declaring to you. Verse 3 says, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us, that's us and the Father, because I should declare you come in and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son Jesus Christ we have to declare the revelation they got the revelation they'll declare it if you receive the revelation declare it God wants you to declare it and the Bible talks about decreeing a thing decreeing a thing and God establishing it if you've got the revelation you need to decree something decree it Act on the word. Speak the word. Declare it. And that's what the disciples did. I want to go to the fact that if you know the word, God has given you the revelation, you need to start speaking of it. Or gossip about it. As you gossip about it, notice what it does. The Bible says the word of God is a double-edged sword, right? He's cutting that way, he's cutting this way. He's cutting to, you know, towards the guy you're sharing the word with, but he's also getting deeper into your life. So it ministers, we understand that ministers, especially those who are really sincere, you see like they keep going, nothing happens. You know why? Because they're constantly speaking the word, right? They're constantly declaring what they believe. It's only when they don't do it from a sincere heart that you find, that you find problems. But those that are declaring from this is from a sincere heart, you just see them rising and rising. Unless they're distracted by something else. So it's so important. That which we heard, that which we have seen. You know, one of the things I used to do as a new Christian, if I saw something in church, like a miracle in church, I was talking about it in class the next day. It didn't matter who it happened to. And those people want to hear about miracles. I was teaching in high school, so I talked to my students a lot about it, and they'll beg me, please tell us that miracle you told the other class. 
Guess what's happened? Many of them are pastors today. To declare the word. Acts 4 verse 19 and 20 he says, But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. You can't help it. You have to speak the things that you've seen and you've heard. And guess who? God says to do it. That's what Peter was saying. They're saying, stop speaking about these things. He said, no, we're not going to stop because God has commanded us to speak. So if you're telling us to listen to you, or should we listen to God or should we listen to you? You judge. But God told us to declare, we can't stop speaking about these things. Do you speak about those things? That's very important. Acts 4.29, now they were praying, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. So I know we're thinking about preaching right now, speaking to people about Christ. That's very important. Believe me, if you make it a practice of sharing with people about Christ, your life will not be the same, I guarantee you. Because God has found a tool. And he'll begin to walk through you. Before long, you won't be sitting back there. It changes you as you share with them. And sometimes you ask difficult questions. And you can't. I've, know, I've known situations where they ask me a difficult question. And instantly, I have the answer. Never knew it before. And it stayed with me. It's called the word of wisdom. It's just God gives it to you right there. They're pressing you. What is this? And then you just, you're listening to yourself while you're speaking. Have, you, have anyone been there? You listen to yourself while you're speaking. And you're saying, I didn't know I was this smart. <laughs> I remember a girl, you know, she did that. And she came back and she was so excited. This is my mother. Her mother, you know, who used to put it down. And she got filled with the Holy Spirit. And in Sunday school class, uh, they asked a difficult question. And she didn't know. They said, what do you think, Laurie? And she started speaking. She said, good luck. I was listening to myself. He said, after service, my mother had her hand around. That's my daughter. <laughs> she said, I was listening to myself. I didn't know where it came from. And now she got the knowledge. It stayed with her. It changes your life when you begin to speak of the things that you know about Jesus. When you cannot speak, something is really wrong. And sometimes God will give you the opportunity. You're talking to people and he'll nod you. Speak now. And you say, well, I, I'm, 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 it's going to embarrass me. <laughs> I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't know what they'll think about me after they say, who cares? Tell them. Speak the word. And while you're speaking, God will give you more revelation coming from you. And then you learn something new. And it goes deep into your spirit. And you become a different person. And it keeps growing. Amen. This is just the way it is. I like to share this with you. You are only blessed when you declare the revelation. You can have that revelation and never hear a word of blessing from the Lord. He will make you speak it. Give you the opportunity. And once you see it, then 
you receive the blessing. We have that in the scripture. I'll share with you. Okay, Matthew 16, 13 through 17. I'll read the scripture. So when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. And others, Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then Jesus answered him, not all of them, Peter. Not all of them. I'm sure they all believed the same, right? They all believed he was Son of God, right? But there was only one that spoke it out. He didn't answer all of them. He answered the one that spoke. Do you agree with me? You're looking at me. Did they, all of them believe he was the son of God? Yes. Right? All of them did. But only one spoke. And he answered the one that spoke. Not all of them. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bajona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You see, Peter already had the revelation about who Jesus was before that day. said nothing about it. But Jesus pulled it out of him, huh? and then blessed him, changed his name. Changed his name on that day because of his confession. You know the word. But you have to speak it. Knowing and believe it, believing it is not enough. You have to declare it. Notice what Jesus said. Look at the scripture. It says, Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Right? He didn't call himself son of God. He said son of man. Saying, I'm a man. But Peter replied, You are the son of God. See? Change that. He introduced himself as a man. And they said, well, others are saying you are a man. It was Elijah, it was Jeremiah, it was some other prophet. And he says, but who do you say? They trans- Peter transformed him from just a man. You are the son of the living God. Jesus needed to hear that from him. And then he instantly he turned to him. You can only know who he is. You can only get the word that will transform your life. That will change your name by revelation. Not by flesh and blood. But having received it by revelation is not enough. You need to speak it. You need to declare it. Once you declare it, the blessing comes upon you. Immediately Jesus spoke to him. So important. Sometimes we miss some of these little nuggets in scriptures. You know what I mean? We're looking and digging at everything. These things are so simple. Practice the revelation God has given to you. If anyone does these sayings of mine, Jesus said, I will liken him to a wise man. So you have 
the word of God that tells you this is why it works. Then begin to do it. That's when you really tremble before God's word. Not when you analyze it and try to know, understand it before you even act on it. Jesus said, except you be converted and become as children, you will not be a part of this kingdom. When you analyze it, you want to understand it first. Now I get it. <laughs> Sometimes it may be too late. You get it by revelation. And you go for it. And God who watches over his word to perform it because he knows he's given to you he knows he's not there is no way to let him down because if I let him or let her down in this revelation that she's gotten from the word of God then it's going to be hard for him or her to move in a new revelation you see that's why I'm so confident once I have something new from the Lord I know this is new I search it and work on it make sure that I'm not in error because maybe something I haven't heard much about before once I'm confident this is the Lord, I gotta act on it. And I'll get results. Amen. I will. That's just the way it is. You know, it has nothing to do with me, it has to do with the word. You can get the credit. He has to do everything from the word. And God is a respecter of no one. So once you get that revelation, act on it, God will confirm it instantly. It's only when you hesitate. He who puts his hands on the plow and looks back or hesitates, he's not fit for the kingdom. You know what that means? You're not fit for a worker. He can use you. You hesitate too much. You want to understand everything before you act. And give you this. I know you heard me say this before. If you were Peter sitting in the boat, right? And Jesus said, come, walk on water, right? And you put your leg outside the boat, to test the water if it will hold your weight, right? Yeah? Would you walk on water? You put your breath and say, no, 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 Lord, there's no way. He didn't hesitate. He jumped. This is where we miss it. We hesitate. We want to understand it, analyze it. Is he going to turn the water into cement? Or, you know, uh, pavement or something. How is he walking on water? Let me see how he's doing it first before I step. You won't do it. You know what I mean? You won't. You just don't analyze it. You got the revelation, the word. You got it. Act on it. And he meets you. I used to say in those days, there will not be a split second before God acts. Not a split second. If you will act on the word by revelation when we pray for healing and all of that most of the time is people uh, I've said this here often when I'm preaching and I'm watching the people you know seeing what's going to happen especially when I'm praying with them to receive the Holy Spirit you know you can tell those who have gotten the revelation and sometimes I can see them moving in their seat like that it's like you know they look but they, they if, you, if you make a noise somewhere this is what they do quickly they look and then turn back to you and they're looking and moving and he's like I can tell he's waiting for me sir why, will, why don't you shut up and let us go for this thing and then I have others they have their hands like this and they're looking around wondering is everyone believing what this preacher is saying and then when they bring them up to pray 
the guy who is really believed, he comes out real fast and he stands and he's moving around waiting for you to give the command. He's ready to go. And I said, well now, it's time for us to receive the Holy Spirit. He said, yes, tell us what to do. As soon as you tell them, they receive and he starts blasting in tongues. And this time he's moving. He, and then the guy who, who is really skeptical, his eyes are not closed. He has one eyes open and he's looking. <laughs> He's looking around to see what's really going on. I'll stay with him till the next day and he'll never speak in tongues, believe me. Usually when I come back home, I put the video on, I point to them and then we laugh. And say, look at him, look at him, look at him. Unbelieving believer, look, look, he's not going to act on the word. You kill him, he won't do it. He wants to understand it first. It doesn't work that way with God. You act on the word. I finally discovered there are no superstars in this business. We are all one. Those people are more willing to take risk and step out. That's why we clap for them, you know. Oh, he's a mighty man of God. No, he probably doesn't pray much more than you pray. He's just willing to act on the word. Like I said of Smith Wigglesworth, he got that revelation. He started drinking, um, taking his communion every single day. No wonder he was such a great man of faith all through his life. The quote is, who do you say, not what do you believe, right? Jesus didn't say, what do you believe about me? He said, what do they say? And what do you say? The word wasn't, what do, you, what do they believe about me, right? No. It's what you say. It's what you say that's important. We quote the scriptures all along, all the time. We love to quote life and death and power of the tongue. But you do, when it comes to practicing the life and death, you just way out there. And you try, we try to spiritualize things that we shouldn't spiritualize. We're waiting for the emotions and all of that. I personally, I think I read a few times listening to. I just don't like too much of emotions, because once once the emotion is not there, it's gone. And I tell stories just now. You know, when we were born again in those days and received the Holy Spirit, we only spoke in tongues, and when we felt moved by the Holy Spirit, okay? You know what I'm talking about? Some people feel, get filled with, it, with the Holy Spirit. They don't pray in tongues. They always pray in English. Or their native tongue. The only time you hear them pray in tongues is when they feel some emotions, you know. And then they go a few times, Urabakashata. And that was a blessed day for them. <laughs> I remember I was praying with this pastor after I discovered I don't have to do that. I can pray in tongues as long as I want. Even if I want to do it the whole day. I don't have to say a word in English. But I was praying with a pastor and he didn't know that. He only prayed in tongues when he felt moved. And so he said, brother, let's pray. So we knelt down and I started praying in tongues. I won't quit. And he thought, oh my God, this brother is possessed. <laughs> he didn't say that. But I noticed, I noticed after I had prayed for a while, he started rebuking demons and binding and loosing. And I was... <laughs> and I was thinking, what is he binding and loosing for? But I was still praying in tongues. So finally I realized that he was concerned about my welfare 
and touched something that happened to me because they said the spirit of the prophet is up, you know, and I won't stop praying in tongues. So I knew he was rebuking and, you know, binding. So I decided to increase the level of my praying, <laughs> praying in tongues. Boy, he really got to bind. He was binding, bind in Jesus' name. Out! The more he did it, the louder I prayed in tongues. <laughs> And won't quit. I had to teach this pastor a lesson. <laughs> Make him sweat a little bit. <laughs> and when he discovered that after I prayed, I was still okay, he started asking questions. He wanted to learn. Thank God he wanted to. I just found that I could do it anytime, not the way I was taught. I figured after a while I couldn't I didn't even know how to speak. if you called me to pray in, in public I'll be very nervous because I never prayed in English much. I prayed most of my praying in English in my head and I spoke in tongues. Just much later as a minister I started learning how to to pray pray in public. I used to be very nervous if you called me to pray in public. I didn't know how to do that much. I prayed in tongues. And guess who prayed in tongues more than everybody else? Paul, right? Guess who had the greatest revelation from the word? Paul. Amen. Amen. You act on the revelation that God gave to you. Jesus put it this way. Therefore, who... That's Matthew 10, 32, 33. Therefore, whoever confesses me before... Men, him I will confess before my Father who is in heaven. I love this scripture as a new Christian. One of the reasons I got so engaged in, in witnessing was for that reason. Because I figured every time I confess Jesus before a man, he is obligated to confess me before his Father in heaven. Well, that's what he said. If you confess me before men, I confess you before my Father in heaven. One time, no. Every time I confess him before men. And boy, would you be in good standing on earth and before God if Jesus is mentioning your name every day. See? Every single day, he's mentioning your name to his Father. You know, he sits at the right hand of the Father. He intercedes for us. His father is right there. And he is God. He can mention a thousand names to his father in a second. Right? He is the Lord. But I figured, I really love this. This is great. He speaks my name before the father. His father. Just by me sharing with Jonathan and saying, Jesus is my Lord. He saved you. Okay? He loves you. And we, or we sit down and we talk about him in fellowship. In Malachi, he said God raised a memorial. Remember? Because they were speaking about him. He loves it. You confess him. Confess the revelation he's given to you and watch your life change. And watch you be able, you become able to do what the word says because it's coming out of your mouth. That is the only way to be able to do 
God's word and live right. Believe me. This to me is a secret. I've, I wanted to have a formula. I like formulas. But this is the secret. If you will do God's and obey God's word, not everyone that calls me, that says to me, Lord, Lord, but he who does, the only way to do it is by saying it. You cannot obey God without it coming out of your mouth first. It's just true. And I'm going to share scriptures with you. If you confess me before men, I confess you before my father. If he confesses you before his father, he's not going to be cursing your heart before the father, right? He's speaking good things about you. And so the father notices you. That's ours. Everyone that the father has given to me, he says, I have kept. Jesus said, and no one can pluck him out of my hand because the father who gave them to me is greater than all. When he's speaking of you as his, nobody's going to mess with you. No demon can mess with you when your name is being mentioned before God daily. The angels hear it. And they are sent here as messengers. You're special to him, Father. When your name is not mentioned, nobody knows you. Amen. Amen. Some of the political people that, that are on up, I'm sure today their names are known all over the world. Why? Because their names have been mentioned in the, paper, in the news all the time. They were not well known, but everybody knows them now. That's in the natural. What about heaven? When the angels are hear your name every day, they know this. They are not God. They don't know everything, right? But they hear your name every time. This is so special. Romans 10, 8, and, uh, 8 through 10, another scripture here. You Doing it, speaking it is what brings it to your life. It's so key. And I want to use three scriptures to illustrate that. It's when you speak it, that you will be able to do it. If you can't speak it, you can't do it. If you don't believe it, you can't speak it. You understand what I'm saying? It's hard to stand before uh, people and say something that you don't believe in the realm of faith because you know this may not happen and then it's a ridicule later. You know what I mean? If you don't believe it, it's hard to say it. But if you truly believe it, you can't stop from saying it. You can keep from saying it. It is not possible. You say it. He come out of your mouth somewhere, somewhere. But this is what the word says. But what does it say? The word is near you, near you. This is the important thing. The word is a word that can bring salvation into your life, that can bring deliverance into your life, that can bring healing into your life. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we preach. That if you confess with your mouth, not my mouth, your mouth, not the preacher's mouth, your mouth. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, so two things have to go. Just believing and having the revelation is not enough. You have to speak it. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Then he tells you why. The underlying principle there. He says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness. 
And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You want to be free, you have to speak it. You're made righteous, you're vindicated before God, but he won't hit you where you live until you start saying it. That's why people get saved, and preachers try to help them by telling them, come up front so people can see. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to make them confess openly so that it will take root. That's all they're trying to do. They know that if you do it publicly, it takes root. There's something we don't understand, but if you do it, it happens. More so if you speak it to your friends. Call your neighbor. And when I go to crusade, I tell them, tell the guy next to you. When you get home, tell your wife, tell your husband, tell your child. And it instantly takes root. You won't want to go back anymore. Sometimes if you start doing telling, you enjoy it so much, they have to, keep, they have to help you to be quiet about it. You, I mean, there's some joy that wells up from inside of you. And God, and the, when God wants to top that or work up with the icing on the cake, right? He gets them saved. And then you see you, the fruit of your speaking. <laughs> it's amazing. So it's only when you say it, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now look at what Deuteronomy 10, for, uh, I mean 30 verse 14 says us. But the word is very near you. Sounds like what we just read. The word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. See? The same scripture but in the Old Testament. But it didn't go about salvation. He says that you may do it. It's only when you have it in your heart in your mouth and you speak that word that you will be able to do it if you believe and you don't speak it even though it's in your heart until you speak it you won't be able to do it you can't do it I mean you're just man just like everybody else this is a spiritual thing a spiritual principle and once you act on this word blessed are those that do the word hear the word and do it that's all it is. You have to do it. You just don't hear and do it. Don't be a forgetful hearer, right? Because if you're a forgetful hearer, it's like somebody that looks at himself in the mirror and then you quickly you forget who you are. So we have to be doers of the word. But how do you do that? You speak it. But the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you may do it. Uh, another scripture that speaks to that is Joshua 1 verse 8 and 9 this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth right this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night the word meditate there means to mutter to yourself Basically, you're speaking to yourself. We see that in the New Testament, in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, Paul was saying to the uh, believers in church, if you want to speak to to in tongues in church, he says, speak to yourself. You know, what is it? Moderate to yourself. Be quiet, but say it to yourself. That's meditation. Here, and you check the word, to meditate means to moderate to yourself. So, this book of the law shall not depart. Don't allow it. Get out from your mouth. I mean, away from your mouth, so to speak. Constantly speak the word. Now, you don't read a book with your mouth, right? So what he's saying is for you to speak the book. 
It says, if you not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it or moderate to yourself day and night. Even while you're sleeping, you're thinking about the word. And even in your prayer time, that's, that's what I do. In my prayer time, I speak the word to him and I thank him for the stuff that, the things that he's given to me from the word. I thank him for my healing, even though I'm not sick. I thank him that I, and I tell him I can never be sick. Look at what you did for me. Your back was whipped so bad, and you did that for me. And you did that so that I can never be sick. So I'm not going to be sick, not after you've done what you've done, and I thank you for what you've done. That's what I do. I tell him every day, every time. So I'm saying it from my mouth. And I speak in that, when I'm doing that, I'm not speaking in tongues. I'm speaking in English. I want the devil to understand this one. Amen. When I don't want him to understand, I speak in tongues. (laughs) But I want him to understand. I know this. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He doesn't know what I'm thinking about. I like him to know that I know this, and I, I know what I'm talking about. So I speak it out in English, not to myself. I let him hear it. So he knows. I know it. I know the truth. And I'm on my way to my freedom. Because God cannot lie. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. The only way you can observe to do all that is written in it, must not depart from your mouth, you must moderate to yourself. You can will it. It's not of him who wills. You can will it. It's not your willpower. He's not going to get it done. The only thing that will get it done, you got to speak of it. It's a miracle, right? You got nothing to do but speak of it and say, Lord, I truly believe. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. If you believe in your healing, you speak it constantly, fearlessly. Sometimes against what you know in the natural. That's what the Bible said that they made a good confession. These heroes of faith. Abraham didn't consider his body dead. He stood. He was strong in faith. Giving glory to God, right? Thanking God, yes, yes. We don't read that in the Old Testament, but we have the revelation in the New Testament that that's what he did. And so we have to do the same. So it says that you may be able to do it or to observe to do all that is written in it. That means if you are not meditating in it and the word has departed from your mouth or you gone away from your mouth, you're not speaking the word, then you will not be able to do all that is written in the book. You can't. Because it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by the Spirit of God. He says, when you continue to do this, for then, when you do this, then you will make your way prosperous. Right? Not God will make your way prosperous. When you do this, you will make your way prosperous by doing this. It's simple. And then you will have good success. And God says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid 
Don't let anything frighten you. Don't get dismayed. It's not working. Uh, this stuff about talking about, I know they talk about confession and all of that. But don't just confess. Make sure you believe. Dig, dig into the word. When you believe in your heart, then begin to speak. And God will make your way. Your way will become prosperous. God said, I am the one that commanded you to do this. Keep doing it. Be strong and of a good courage. Don't quit. Don't be afraid. Don't get dismayed. Because as you do it, the Lord is right there with you. He's right there with you. Look at Psalm 1. When you do the word, how you get planted, Psalm 1, Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. He's not listening to the ungodly, doing what they say, saying what they say. Uh, nor stand in the paths of sinners, nor sit in the seat of discomfort. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He has the word meditate again, muttering to himself. Look at what he says. When he meditates day and night, guess what? He is able to do all that is written in it. What's the outcome? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Fruit is not always there, but when the season comes, the fruit is right there. Amen. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. So I don't have to manipulate anything. I don't have to try to make things happen. I just speak the word. And I see the result. In in a season. Okay? There's always a season for everything. Even if if I'm not seeing the season right now, I can't see the result right now. We're out of season. The season is on its way. So I don't quit. Be of a good courage. Don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid. Continue to do it. You will have a, the fruit in a season. There's a season. There's time for everything. There's a, for everything or not, there's a season. So when the season comes, I definitely will prosper. Yes, sir. Because the word says so. That word will carry me. It's so important. Declare what you believe. And do so. I like it when I come into this sanctuary. I'm revealing my th- secrets to you, okay? <laughs> but I like it when I come into this sanctuary and there is nobody around. You know why? Because I can yell. I yell in my car. But I'm cautious about people driving by because they say, look at that crazy man. He's yelling. He's talking. He's not talking to anyone. Okay? A year. Sometimes when the enemy is giving you something that you don't want to listen to, you think you're thinking, you can't, you can't be speaking something focused on what you're saying and be thinking something else. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I yell. When I yell, those thoughts are gone. Those concerns are gone. Then I keep my yelling on for a while. While the guy looks and says, that crazy man is talking to himself in that car. But in the sanctuary, no one is around. And usually I lock the door so that if you're trying to come in, I know somebody's not getting <laughs> But I yell. They enjoy it. It feels good afterwards. You're out of breath, but it's okay. 
declare what you believe. Second Corinthians 4.13, that's where I'll end tonight. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. If you don't believe, you won't speak. We also believe, and therefore speak. Speak and declare what you believe from the word. If you are not declaring, I know what you believe. And I can listen to you talk and I know what's going on. Whether you're believing or you are afraid. And if you're not seeing anything, I know where you are. That's how I can tell people who, who have said they are filled with the Holy Spirit and I can never hear them speak in tongues ever around me. I know they are going through something. They said they don't understand it thing very well or there is a little fear or concern. If they are sincere, they'll tell you, I have a problem here. I have, with the subject of speaking in tongues, there is a problem. Maybe a misunderstanding, maybe a little fear. I can place you by just being around you for a while. What, what you say locates you. I can tell by what you say. And the same thing with God. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you must meditate in it day and night so that you are able to do all that is written in it. Then you make your way prosperous. And then you have good success. Would you stand up with me tonight? I'm very focused these days on doing what you've heard. Don't be a forgetful hearer. You leave this place today and you know there are difficulties in your life, right? Things that you are struggling with, but you have said nothing about it. It's a war of words. And nobody's wrestling with the devil. Have you wrestled with the devil? I need to see the marks on, marks on your body that you wrestled all night with the devil. The main thing is thoughts and words. That's where the battle is. If you're going to win, you have to be saying something. And you have to be saying the right words. And those words have to come from the, this book. If you speak more than the devil can speak to you, he'll back away from you. Oh yes, he will. If you speak in his word. Amen. Amen. We're ready to practice today? Yes, yes. Can you please let's lift our hands before the Lord and decide today that you're going to change everything around you by creating the right atmosphere for the Spirit of God to work in your situation. Creating the atmosphere. Stop talking about poverty and want. Start talking about what God is towards you because the Bible says the one who is blessed becomes rich. The blessings of the Lord makes one rich. Stop talking about poverty. Stop thinking poor I had a problem and I'm thinking to get away from it you thought that stop saying something different based on the word father thank you for your word the entrance into your word gives light and that light is the light of life that eternal life that came from heaven so that we can enjoy that abundant life that come from the father that came from the father we have no reason to fear because your word says you've given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness we cannot be afraid because god is with us and if god is with us who can be against us
No circumstance can be against us. No demon, no devil can be against us. Because God, you are with us. Help us to walk this walk. And to fight the good fight of faith. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.